0: Hello and welcome to the Alliance Sacred Alchemy podcast. I'm your host, Raspreet Sagu, and as a woman of color, I understand only too well the unique challenges that we face in our manifesting journey, which are often bypassed in the mainstream teachings. In this space, we're going to be exploring the role of cultural imprinting, ancestral wisdom, societal expectations, and the impact of all of that on our manifestation process. And of course, I'll be sprinkling in the magic that's available when we understand and harness our energy using things like human design and astrology so we can manifest in alignment with our true essence and our purpose here on earth. Gear up for the revolution and get ready to manifest in and on purpose. Hello, and welcome to today's episode where I'm going to be talking about the nuances of manifesting for people of color that mainstream methods fail to address this is the one thing that I see so often with clients that come to me where they're doing all of the things they're supposed to be doing and it's not working for them I've said it before and I'm going to say it again because mainstream methods are just whitewashed now let's break down what I mean by that because when you think about it women of color not only have to contend with and battle with the white patriarchy and hierarchy but also that of their own culture, they are usually facing colonialism, imperialism, other forms of racism, colorism, misogyny, patriarchy, that is very much rampant in their culture, the culture that they've come from. Given that white women have never really had to deal with racial and colonial oppression, it's... Not surprising that these generalized mainstream manifesting processes that don't actually account for all of that stuff are going to be far more effective for those women or for those people than they are for people of color. And so my intention with this conversation is not to cause rifts and not to cause a divide, but what I really want to do is share the experiences, open up a conversation where we are able to share our experiences with each other as a means of coping with these damaging stereotypes and all the cultural aspects and cultural imprinting that we are faced with on a daily basis so that we can start recognizing the gaslighting techniques that keep us suppressed even within the self-development, healing, spiritual, manifesting communities and teachings. Because so often women will come to me and get frustrated because they're doing all the things they should be doing and they're shaming themselves and they're weaponizing the tools that they're using to manifest what they desire when really it's nothing about them and everything about a technique or a tool or a system that completely... Dismisses your lived experiences. And when you can start to understand this and grasp it, wrap your head around it, get more clear with where that's showing up for you during your creative or manifesting process, then it's so much easier to change because you cannot change something you are simply not aware of. And that is the intention that I have to have these conversations, to have more of these conversations. And don't be mistaken because I don't mean that you are a victim or that they will never work for you if you are a person of color. But there are things that we as people of color need to address, need to face during our process of transformation to be able to manifest those things. There are things that sometimes you cannot manifest your way out of or mindset your way out of. And those are the things that I think we need to open up the conversation and stop people feeling the shame of not being able to do the things because they're watching everybody else use these law of attraction visualisation, positive affirmations and all the other stuff that is out there that's talked about in mainstream and it's actually not working for them. And there is a reason for that and the reason isn't you. It's, there's nothing wrong with you per se. There's nothing more that you may need to fix or heal, there may be, but I think the larger part of the conversation is around addressing these nuances, how do you approach manifesting as a person of colour and still honour your culture, your heritage, where you come from, what you're going back to after you've gone away and done all the mindset shifts and the transformational journey that you've been on, because you're coming back to a very specific type of culture, whether you are aligned with that culture, whether you believe in everything that they believe in or not, I think that to some degree there's not, there's no escaping that for a lot of brown women. I mean, unless of course you want to just isolate yourself from that entire culture that you've grown up in, that you've probably built a large part of your life with the people And completely dissociate yourself from that and live a very isolated, lonely life somewhere far, far away where there are no people or at least no people that look like you, that understand you, that are aligned with the values, the traditions, the belief systems that you have grown up with. And of course, that is an option, but it's not for everyone. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I don't necessarily want to isolate myself, go, I don't know, move to the Himalayas, to the top of the Himalayas and just be in complete isolation and never talk to anybody in my family or in my culture or the friends or the family and the network of people that are built around me, then you want to listen to this because this is exactly what I'm going to be talking about. I'm also going to be sharing with you a little bit about This concept of internalized shame that comes up a lot in the women that I speak to from South Asian communities, and how this really can start to affect the kind of inner work that you're doing, and inform your manifesting practices. So without further ado, let's dive into this conversation. Hey everyone, it's been a hot minute since I have jumped on live and today I want to talk about manifesting particularly for people of colour, for brown women and why that looks different than what mainstream teaches you. There are a lot of things that mainstream manifesting completely overlooks, they're not talking enough about And some of these things I see time and time again with clients who have been doing all the things they've trained in so many different modalities, they have done their mindset work, they have done all the things they're supposed to do to raise their vibe and attract better, and it's still not working for them. And I want to explain really briefly, I am in the process of writing an entire book about this. And in fact, not just an entire book, I have This morning sat down and I think I've written my second book because there's just so much to say that is not being shared with you in manifesting in the mainstream manifesting that is. And so as I'm doing the research for my books. I'm getting out there, and I'm speaking to all these women. I'm talking to my clients. I myself as a brown woman have had experiences with this where I have done all the things where I have, I've been on this journey, on this transformational journey for more than half my life now, right? For 20 years, at least I have been doing everything and you name it, I have tried it to, you know, live my best life, manifest my best life. But one thing that the mainstream is failing to address is the cultural imprinting that happens with us as brown women. Now, we have cultures, we have families, we have traditions, we have heritages that we need to honor. And so we can go off and do all our transformation, we can change our mindset, we can raise our vibration, we can change our perspective, we can do our shadow work, and completely metamorphosize within. And then we come back to our families, to our traditions, to all the things that were there um, before you went off and changed yourself, right? And so we come back on these traditions which are very much built on patriarchal systems, systems of oppression, systems that encourage women to suppress themselves. And and this isn't just me having a rant about how unfair it is for women and all of that. There is a, an element of that, but this is not what this is about. This is not about making women victims. This is about bringing awareness to why certain manifestation techniques seem to be working for other people, but then they fall short for you, even though you're doing exactly the same thing, even though you may be going at it even with more dedication than the people that you've seen working for them. There are certain things you cannot mindset your way out of, right? There are traditions that you cannot manifest your way out of. I remember throughout my journey and throughout all the coaching that I used to have, I used to consistently be told, no, but you have to get rid of the toxic people in your life. You've got to create boundaries. You've got to assert your boundaries with these toxic people. Now, that's true to a degree, and if you're, if you're familiar with the setup of a brown person, brown community, brown family, you will know that there are toxic people within that group that no matter what you do, you cannot sever ties with right? It is just the way that the whole setup has been built from foundation up. And this has happened spanning through generations. So there may be toxic people that you want to sever ties with you love nothing but you could to sever ties with them. And it is physically impossible for you to do that. And so I have women coming to me saying, Oh, but I, I need to find a way I need to find a way I need to do this, or I need to assert my boundaries, or I need to do this. no, What needs to happen is for you to understand how your energy works and how your energy is responding to the energy of the people around you, of the environment around you. And then in your everyday life and existence, how to harmonize that energy, how to live with the things and the people that you cannot change because that is the way things are set up. You cannot mindset your way out of Bitchy relatives, or someone who's a nosy parker, or someone who's always interfering, right? And beyond just your family setup, imagine you have a work colleague who's toxic, and you're working on a project with that person. You cannot go into work. I mean, you probably, you could, because everything's a choice, right? You could rock up at work, but imagine this and how the conversation would go down if you went to your manager, your line manager, your supervisor, whoever it was that was leading this project saying, I don't get along with such and such a person. They're very toxic. They're narcissistic. I am now expressing my boundaries and I will not be interacting or engaging with this person. Right? Right. What's going to happen there? How's that going to go down? So there are going to be situations in your life where you cannot do that. It is not going to be the most viable option for you. So what do you do then? And this is where I speak to my clients about you know, having the awareness and the um, uh, emotional intelligence to be able to figure out what you need to do in that moment to calm and regulate your nervous system, to calm and regulate your emotional state. And so what you're doing in that moment is not reacting to the other person, but is responding in a way that is conducive to you, in a way that is honoring of you, in a way that honors where you are, what your setup is, what... um are the dynamics of that relationship or that community or that grouping without spiritually bypassing yourself and gaslighting yourself thinking, oh, I this means I need to fix myself, right? Because that's where you, you internalize shame. I talk a lot about internalized shame, especially for brown women, because it's such a big thing. It's such a big conversation that has to happen, I think needs to happen, where a lot of women, and this is for women in general, but but especially I see it in the brown community, and I can only speak from my experiences as a brown woman, and it may apply to you if you're not a brown woman. But when you have something within you that's saying, I need to change this, why do I still feel this way? Why is it that when I'm in the presence of this person, I still get triggered? And you notice that word still as you're talking to yourself or as you're talking to maybe a a good friend and explaining the situation, that is very, very telling. That still is telling you that there is some shame that you're internalizing. Because in that context, using the word still means that It implies that there is something wrong with the way that I am. There is something wrong with what I am doing and how I'm behaving. And I need to somehow change this behavior. So I get angry. I get triggered. I get sad. Um, She brings out the worst in me. Whatever that thing may be for you, there is something, an internal voice in your head telling you there's something wrong with that and you need to get rid of that. You need to fix yourself. And so typically what women tend to do, at least the women that I talk to and experience and have conversations about and facilitate will be, oh, I need to find a mindset hack for this thing. Or I need to do some deeper healing. I need to dig deeper. I need to see what's going on underneath all of this. So I've got to keep doing my shadow work and digging and digging and digging. And maybe they have a breakthrough. Maybe they have a shift of perspective. Maybe they become aware of something or a behavioral pattern or something that completely shifts their entire approach or their perception of themselves, their self-concept. Now, that is not a bad thing in and of itself, but it becomes addictive. It becomes addictive because then it's like, oh, you're on this healing high. Oh, now I know what's happened. Now I understand this thing about myself. And so the tendency is to go and dig for more. And so you dig and you dig deeper and you do more shadow work and you look for more problems to solve. And in doing that, you get caught in this cycle where you're consistently consistently trying to look for something wrong or something about yourself to fix. And in the process of doing that, you're internalizing the real thing. You're over-regulating yourself I talk about nervous system regulation and emotional regulation, but there is such a thing as over-regulating. You don't want to over-regulate yourself because the more that you over-regulate yourself, the, the more you're hiding the medicine, the medicine that's within that emotion, within that stuckness, within that shadow for you. And it is that that's going to free you from reacting to that person or that situation, or living in regret of a mistake that you made in the past. It is not going to be the mindset stuff. The mindset stuff is the thing that happens right at the very end. Once you understand that, once you have this voice of self-love and compassion, and you can see why you're behaving the way that you are, you can see where the internalized shame is stemming from. And from that place, you can start to extract the medicine that's there for you in those negative feelings and emotions that you may be experiencing that you're telling yourself you need to fix. Okay. And a lot of times people just completely dismiss this. Um, And this is one of the reasons and one of the main reasons that I see women of color brown women particularly which are who are the p- women that i typically tend to work with in stuck in this cycle this endless cycle and not being able to get out of it and they don't understand that the missing link is that even though you may be doing your inner work and you may be shifting your perspectives when you're coming back to the community that you are very much a part of. And there's nothing wrong with being attached to that community. There's nothing wrong with wanting to honor where you came from. Um, But what people do is they start to dissociate themselves. So they compartmentalize themselves. I'm gonna be this way when I'm with this community. And when I'm back at home with my family, I revert to being back to how I usually am. And that's where they have this push and pull energy where they cannot move forward. All right, so I just wanted to quickly hop on here and share that little piece of wisdom. Let me know if any of this lands, if you've got any questions. I would love to answer some questions while I'm here on live. But it's really something that I've been, as I've been doing more research for my books, and I'm talking to women, it's a very prevalent thing. And it is something that's invisible that caps you from The level of success that you are truly capable of, the level of joy, the level of love that you can receive, um, the level of finances, the health that you can create for yourself, it caps you to a certain level because there is always this invisible thing telling you you're not allowed to get to the next level. There is something wrong with you and until you perfect that whatever that is that's wrong with you, you cannot move to the next level. And so you get stuck in a cycle. And so, yeah, I just invite you to contemplate on this, have a think of all the conversations, all the narratives that you had either growing up or even have now and face now on a daily basis that are actually capping you and where you have a tendency to fall into the addiction of healing or training in different modalities or looking for someone to read your astrology charts or whatever your thing is, right? Because there may just be some medicine in that negative feeling for you. Have you taken the time to find out what that is? Have you taken the time to sit there and lean into what that may be for you? And if not, then I invite you to do that. Okay, Um, that's all I have for now. If you've got any questions, Reach out to me, you know where I am and go listen to my latest podcast because there's a few podcasts that I talk about this. Go and have a listen and I shall speak to you soon. Have a great evening. Bye-bye. And there you have it, the importance of nuances and considering those nuances, taking them into account when you are informing your manifesting practice and not just blindly taking any tried and tested cookie cutter method of manifesting or healing or self-development and trying to apply it to yourself because all you're trying to do is force a square peg in a round hole and that's frustrating. So if you enjoyed this episode then I would love to hear from you. What were your biggest insights? What were the things that you hadn't even considered? What Conversation has this opened up in your mind about your cultural imprinting and the manifesting methods that you're using right now? Let me know. You can DM me on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. And also, share this. Let's get the message across. Let's start having more of these conversations. Bye for now. I hope you found inspiration in our conversation. And if you did enjoy the podcast, you'd love my email community where I share regular doses of magic and tips that honor your culture, connects you with your unique manifesting style and uncovers those juicy tips that often go unaddressed in the mainstream manifesting narrative. And I have a special gift if you sign up now, my free creative blueprint shadows guide where you learn how to identify and alchemize shadows that block your desires and unlock their transformative power. Many have reported they experienced deep healing and overcame blocks to actualize their heartfelt desires with the understanding they found from this guide. The link's in the show notes if this is calling to you. Until next time, happy creating!